Okay, what I want to share this morning is staying centered on what is central. Um, gentleman by the name of Stephen Colby, who was a motivational speaker, wrote a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he uh, phrased this a little bit differently. He said, it's important to keep the main thing, the main thing. And um, uh, I believe this morning that it's important that uh, as uh, believers, uh, we learn to, with respect to uh, uh, our uh, living out the gospel in our day-to-day lives, uh, it's important that we uh, keep the main thing, <laughs> the main thing. Um, we, we get so easily sidetracked by um, uh, what someone has termed the, uh, the tyranny of the urgent. And uh, we can get sidetracked from what is the main thing that uh, we are called upon to uh, focus on uh, in, in our day-to-day lives. Um, now, I'm sure you'll, you'll agree with me that living the Christian life is at the best of times a challenge. It's a challenge as we seek to live in obedience to the Word of God. And... Um, the fact is we live in a rapidly changing world and we have to contend with changing values all around us. Things we considered normal and sacrosanct uh, have been eroded and even in some cases removed by government legislation. And as we've been going through the difficulties of the past months, there have been many ministry voices seeking to get our attention uh, with their own particular take on what is happening uh, from a spiritual perspective. Now, some see COVID-19 as a demonic attack and minister from that perspective. And for some uh, down south, it is an attack on you-know-who, when, of course, it may just be the consequence of human error. It's a simple... We like to make things complicated sometimes. Um, Now, others have taken the opportunity to focus on end-time eschatology. Now, end-time eschatology is uh, the the, the theology of end times, revelations and uh, the tribulation and and so on and so on. And so some of them, uh, they've gone down that path. Now, of course, a pandemic does fit into what the Bible describes as evidence of the end times. But for me this morning, the question is, in the midst of all that's happening, in the midst of all that's happening, what for me as a believer should be central? What should be the main thing? You see, irrespective of what we may be, may be behind what is happening, we are faced with the decision on how we are to respond in the circumstances. Now, there are times when 
either individually or collectively, God may reveal to us that difficulties or problems we are facing in life may be from demonic activity. And therefore, we must take up our spiritual weapons to fight the enemy. However, the fact is that the believer is always engaged in spiritual warfare at all times. Once you decide to become part of God's family, you actually become a specific target of the devil. And the day-to-day battle that we face to, to live righteous lives uh, is a spiritual battle. Remember, Paul cried out in desperation uh, about the fact that he always seemed to do the exact opposite to what he knew he should be doing. It's a battle. It's, the Bible talks about it as the battle between the flesh and the spirit. In the temptations, in the trials, in the hardships of life, we often have to fight to do the right thing. In our relationships, in our thought lives, even in spiritual life, in deciding and settling upon life's priorities, in our family lives. In fact, no matter what area of our life, we need all the spiritual weapons God provides for us for our day-to-day walk with the Lord. You see, the values around us are constantly changing, and it makes it a more difficult and complex world in which to live our lives in harmony with God's plan and purpose. This is what Paul says regarding the last days. Second Timothy chapter three. It's not going to be on the uh, uh, on the uh, screen here, but Second Timothy chapter three. Uh, verse 1 to 3, he says, But we know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal despises of good. Seems familiar to you? Okay, just stop and think and what you observe around you on a day-to-day basis. I think that's what what Paul uh, prophesied there is one of the most fulfilled prophecies in the Bible. (laughs) Okay, so we are living in an era when evil is being called good and good is is being called evil. Um, and Isaiah warns about he says, Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. There is a condemnation upon those who uh, declare those things. Now, we could go on uh, 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 and what, uh, what we see on a day-to-day basis, you know, turn on your television, okay, uh, um, and uh, uh, most of what we see on television these days 
parade about every kind of perversion you can think of before your eyes. Um, things presented to us as entertainment, and centered on personalities and adventures of prostitutes, mistresses, criminals, and so on and so on. Pornographic shops are in every major North American city, and so on. And so uh, I, I could go on, and there's a whole list of other things we could talk about that display and, and present to us the reality of sin around and about us. But I thank God that the Word of God tells me when sin abounds, His grace will much more abound. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So our, our cultural values have changed over the years. They've been eroded steadily and will probably continue to do so around and about us. And the question is this morning, how do we as Christians contend with these changing values? Not just with the catastrophic events that are happening around us from time to time, but how do we as Christians contend with the changing values in society and in the world around and about us? I believe we've, uh, we, we need to recognize that we've been called to, to live like Jesus. You can put the next slide up. Okay, uh, we, um, <coughs> Paul says, I therefore, he was talking about himself, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the bond of spirit. And then again in, in the epistle of John, Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. See, our lives should reflect the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm presenting something which you say, well, that's a tall order. That's a big thing you're asking me, of me. But I believe that's what God has purpose for each and every one of us. Our lives should reflect his life. Not in just some areas, but in every area of our lives. We have to live, we have to choose to live our lives above reproach in every way. We have to live a life that people will see and want to know more about. We must set ourselves apart from the world around and about us. We must <clears throat> long to grow in God. The Word of God tells us we've been chosen and set apart. And so we must begin and learn to live as new, uh, new creation in Christ Jesus. And our whole lifestyle must reflect that. Now, one of the things we need to recognize, you can put the next slide up, please, is this. God wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to get to know him because when you do, you'll worry less and trust him more. Okay. Um, see, uh, Jesus said in, in John chapter 17, and this, and this, I'm reading from the message version, it says, and it's not going to come up, okay, but this is the real and eternal life. 
that they know you, the one and only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. <laughs> God wants us to get to know him. And we're not talking about head knowledge now. God know, what, the knowledge that God wants you to have of him is a relational knowledge. To, ha, to come to a place where you know God uh, through a relationship with him, through the power of the indwelling spirit within you. Amen? Hallelujah. And it's, it's about getting to know him. And it's like in real life, the more you get to know someone, the more you understand about that person and you, more to, uh, you understand about your relationship. When we know God, we will, as it says uh, in the slide, because when you do, you'll worry less and trust him more. God is faithful, amen? amen. The word of God tells me he keeps his promises. The promises of God are yes and amen to those that believe. Okay, and, and you don't learn that. That doesn't become part of uh, what motivates you in life simply by knowing it as, as a fact in your head. It comes because you developed a relationship with God through prayer and in, through his word. Amen? amen? It is easy to get distracted from this. Quite easy to get distracted for this and to be pulled away from what our priority should be. And can I suggest to you this morning that it is possible that COVID-19 is just that. That COVID-19 is something to distract Christian believers from the importance of building a day-to-day -day relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing more. We can make it a lot of other things. Yes, we need to confront the demonic. We need to be sensitive to the day and age we live in being the last days. But not at the expense of neglecting the building of our personal relationship with the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform our lives to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me, let me repeat that. We need to confront the demonic. And there will be times when, led by the Holy Spirit, we will have to do that. We need to be sensitive to the day and age we live in being the last days. I think it's Jesus said this, okay, that when you see this, and he says we have to occupy until he comes, okay. But all those things should not be at the expense of neglecting, neglecting the building of our personal relationship with the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform our lives to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. We can fill our minds with scriptures. We can know all the theology of salvation. We can know all the theology about end time eschatology, that is the theology of when Jesus is going to come and the tribulation and all these things. But if there is no core spiritual values established in our lives, we will not become what God intends us to be. 
I think Paul says that knowledge puffeth up. <laughs> and so the, the most important thing is that we focus, what is the main thing? What is the central thing? It's our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. A Christian's life must have purpose. There must be a transformation of our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that requires that we focus more on that than on other things, however pleasing they are to the flesh. That, I believe, is central. That, I believe, this morning is the main thing that we need to keep the main thing. And the devil is good at, at, at distracting us. He's good at distracting us, even by getting us focused on what seems to be le legitimate subjects in the Bible. All of which may be valid areas of study, but which distract us from dealing with the need of submitting our day-to-day -day lives to the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to repeat, repeat that. The devil is good at distracting us, even by getting us to focus on what seems to be legitimate subjects in the Bible, all of which may be valid areas of study, but which distract us from dealing with the need of submitting our day-to-day -day lives to the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. All right, this, you may find this a strange thing, okay? But the devil so easily gets us to run down biblical rabbit holes. You see, we get so taken up by things like, what is the white horse of the apocalypse? What is the dragon in Revelations? When is this going to happen? And that going to happen? Okay. What, 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 you know, what, what is the nations you know, represented by the north and thing in, in Revelation, all those things? Now, they, they're all good and valid areas of study, but they can distract us from what God wants to do in our own lives. It's a rabbit hole. It appeals to the flesh. It appeals to... I, me having knowledge. But you know, uh, in some ways, okay, it's reflective of what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 about, you know, sort of, we can, we can be, have all knowledge about all things, we can have, we prophesy, we can do all this, and we have power over this, and power over that. But if in the end, we don't have love. See, knowledge puffs up. And it's not about how much I know. And so let me su suggest to you today that COVID-19 doesn't change what our priority should be. COVID-19 doesn't change what our priority should be. If we really want to live life as God intended for us, we have to start working on building our lives according to the Word of God. You see, in the natural, I can convince myself and truly believe that eating right, etc., is the answer. But until I do it, I will re remain vulnerable to ill health. You 
Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. Do you have a hunger and thirst for righteousness? What is that about? Do you have a hunger to, to live right in a way that God has determined we should be living? Psalm 107 tells us, says, For he satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry soul with goodness. Praise God. Amen? Remember what Jesus said to that woman at the well, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whoso drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Praise God. Amen. And so to live a God-centered life, we must be focused on, on God's purposes, not our own plans. Romans, to put some scriptures up, <coughs> Romans chapter 12, sorry, I've got my slides in a different way. Um, okay, Matthew chapter 6. Be, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's my priority no matter what is going on, at all times in my life, day to day, month to month, year to year, no matter what may be happening around me, no matter what uh, things will be uh, seemingly being turned upside down in the world, my responsibility is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all, everything else will fall into place Everything else will, will even themselves out, balance itself out. In Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. In Proverbs, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Thank God for the fact that he's interested in each of our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. And he's come by the power of his Holy Spirit, and he's put his Holy Spirit within us to help us from day to day to live for him. Amen? In Colossians chapter 3, verse next slide, Okay, we've been called to live like Jesus he says, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And the Apostle Peter says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe this morning that there's no greater uh, priority than to seek to know God to seek to have a relationship with him. And that is the main thing, no matter what we may be facing in, in life. You know, we can be so easily distracted, as, we, as we've already said, by 
of what, what is happening in the world around and about us. You see, we need to ask ourselves the question, okay, we, we, focusing on again COVID-19. There were things happening around us on a day-to-day -day basis. To use a vernacular, the world is going to hell in a basket. Okay? That was happening before COVID-19. Okay? Were we concerned about these things and what was happening? No, but suddenly COVID-19 and we're in a panic. We're in panic mode. But I want to tell you this morning that as far as our own personal relationship with the Lord and our, our own commitment to the ways of the Lord, we needed to be focusing on those just as much when it seemed that everything was going okay. But we've become so desensitized to what is happening around and about us, we have lost focus. But suddenly, a pa there is a crisis, and oh, we need to get focused. As believers, we need to be focused every day. <laughs> the devil is at work. Amen? The, Jesus says he is like a roaring lion, going about, seeking whom he may devour. And so that, that makes it essential that we be, okay, uh, on, on alert to what the devil is doing, not just through one crisis issue, but we need to be alert to what the devil is doing on a day-to-day -day basis. He is, the Bible says there is a way that is right. Uh, 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 oh gosh, um, that seems right to man, but the ways thereof lead to death. Amen? And I want to tell you, just we want to just observe what is happening around uh, in the world today. All these things that are happening, the degradation of, of society and values and moralities. I want to tell you, it's the way of man and it's leading to death. But praise God, <laughs> there's life. In the words of an old song, there is life for a look at the crucified one. Amen. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So, as we go forward from here, COVID-19 will go away, praise God. We believe that. We, we pray for the, uh, answers to be found and for the, the problem to, to be taken away, but it won't take away. When that happens, it won't mean that we take our eyes off the main thing <laughs> and focus on the main thing being the main thing. And the main thing for you and me today is to live our lives, is to live our lives, amen, in a way that's glorifying and honoring to God and to work on building our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the battle is not new. Um, uh, the, the, this, this spiritual battle has been going on for a long, long time. Um, and uh, the reality is, okay, there have been societies before us that have faced just the same as we are facing today. 
uh, the, the moral and uh, state of the world around when uh, Jesus was here and when the, the disciples were spreading the gospel after Jesus' death, the moral state of the societies around them, in fact, were probably just as bad, if not worse, than what they are today. And down through the ages, through, 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 since, since then, there have been situations when we could, the people at that time could very well have said, well, these are the conditions for the second coming of Christ. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, we can get so distracted. And, and we can get distracted today. And uh, we can uh, find ourselves uh, focusing on things which are not the essential things. What is the central things? What are the main things? We must learn to believe the values given to us in God's word are still relevant to today's culture. Mm -hmm. um, and some scriptures, and I'm not going to put, put them up, it says this, Psalm 119 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. And, and so the word of God is true. And... Uh, we can uh, be confident in this today that the Word of God has the answer to, uh, to life's uh, challenges. Okay. Um, we live, as, as I've already said, in a progressive culture. And, and it would seem the Bible is no longer relevant to the society in which we live. And <clears throat> the answer to that response is simple. It's given to us in the Word of God. Uh, in, in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says this, there is nothing new under the sun. There have been ancient, and we, as I've already mentioned, there have been ancient cultures that have been just as corrupt as our culture. Uh, and, and it was in the midst of that, uh, those cultures that the word of God uh, has come forth. Again, in Ecclesiastes, it says, that which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. <clears throat> there, is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. Wow. <laughs> That's, that was written maybe two, 3,000 years ago. And, and, and how relevant is the word of God to today? Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God this morning that we can have... Uh, uh, confidence in God's plan for our lives and God's purposes in our lives. And we are called to, to live differently to, to, to the world around and about us. Someone has said we must choose to live in the beneficial realm of God's grace rather than the permissible. Uh, unfortunately, there's so much compromise in the church these days. But praise God this, this morning. God has given us the power through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to live a life that is honoring and glorifying to his name. And so finally, finally, Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Is COVID-19 a strategy of the devil? I want to tell you, if it is, we can stand against it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And anything else 
Anything else? Any other crises that we may face in our lives? Amen? Hallelujah. Put on all of God's armor so that we will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood, enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against spirits in heavenly places. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's keep the main thing. The main thing. Amen? Let's stand together. Father, we just thank you this morning for the fact that you want us to have a relationship with you through the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And Father, we want to acknowledge, Father, that there is a warring that goes on in our lives from day to day. As your word describes it, it's the warring of the flesh and of the spirit. Things that distract us from the wonderful blessing of knowing you and having a relationship with you. And in the words of uh, the uh, quote that we have already looked at uh, this morning, that when we get to know you, we will worry less and we will be able to live just as you have purposed us to live in victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, give us that understanding, give us that discernment regarding everything that surrounds us so that we may make the right decisions, we would set the right priorities, and we will focus on the main thing, which is to know you, whom to know his life eternal. We ask this in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.